And welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio, talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, I literally was having technical difficulties, and I literally got them solved five seconds before the show started. So assuming everybody can hear me right and it's working right, um, yeah, I was panicking for the last five minutes trying to figure out what the heck was wrong with my computer and why did the newest version of OBS suck. But apparently, I got it done. So huzzah. Um, Remember, if you want to leave comments, ask questions, whatever, you can always do it in the Liberal Dan radio chat room on YouTube. I usually don't do the uh, chat on Blog Talk Radio anymore. So if you're there, just come on over here um, and uh, ask the questions over here. I'm going to maybe forego calls at the in the short term, uh, simply because of the fact that I have a lot of stuff to go over to. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll open up the phone lines in a bit, but as of right now, I, I may very well just... Uh, not announce the phone number at this point and just wait on phones for a bit because there's a bunch of stuff to talk about. Hey, Bill, Aaron and Jolie, the Mod Squad, thank you for coming as always. Uh, John's here. The uh, first Liberal Dan Radio patron, Demonox, is here as well. So um, if you happen to hear uh, any uh, rumblings in the background, uh, that's my wife working on the cricket. I don't think it's coming through, but if you happen to hear a little machines noises here and there it's because she's working on stuff for our crews so um working diligently being artisanal for artisanal um hey kimchi how's it going thank you for coming um i saw kimchi in a dusty smith broadcast last week cool it's a small world after all i guess you would say um ooh, ashley babbitt is trending on twitter wonder what uh, people are trying to say about terrorist barbie uh at this point and you probably a lot of people who are being simping over the corpse and a lot of people who are, you know, calling her a terrorist like, you know, she was. So it's interesting with, the, you know, with all the Tucker Carlson crap that's going on. And, you know, he's he came out with his video of, of highly edited footage and everybody, everybody's talked about that. And, you know, you know, not necessarily beating the dead horse or whatever. Don't want to you know go over everything that everyone said. Of course, the information that was obtained that Fox News played initially to say that there was a big the big steal, the big lie was happening or, or it wasn't a lie, it was the truth or whatever, uh came from somebody who apparently believed that the wind speaks to them and that the wind said that they were a ghost. So I was wondering uh, in the chat um what y'all uh what y'all think the wind tells you that you are. Uh I wonder if the wind tells uh, Tucker that he's an a-hole. <laughs> uh, let's see. Kimchi asks, says, iCraft2, does your wife have a YouTube channel? She doesn't currently. Um, maybe maybe that's a hint that you should. You'd probably get more followers. You'd probably reach 1,000 before I did because, you know, you're cuter than me. <laughs> uh, so um, she says she doesn't do it enough to, uh, to, I guess, to justify doing the channel. But, you know. Got to start somewhere, right? Um, I would wholly encourage my wife doing a uh, YouTube stream with her art, artisanal, fartisanal stuff. Um, well, a lot of the stuff she works on is y- y- yanking somebody else's copyrighted work. Is that what she's saying? So uh, you'd have to come up with ways to not do copyright work, or just you can use copyrighted work, I guess, as an example in, in a teaching moment or or, or a. If you're critis- being critical of it, fair use covers that. So, um, 
Oh, we got Jenny. Thank you for joining. I hope you didn't leave Hal too soon. I don't want to. I don't want to yoink all of Hal's listeners before Hal's done. Maybe he is done. I don't know. But thank you for coming. And uh, I, I can neither. Uh, I can neither confirm or deny that the policy is to buy Demonox the pizza. So that's that's up that's up to you in the goodness of your heart, Elizabeth. You didn't miss much. We're just kind of chatting about random stuff. A little bit it got a little bit into Tucker Carlson and his ridiculousness and uh, the. What do you uh, what What do you think the wind tells you that you are? Um, I don't know. Sometimes the wind that I hear in my house is comes from the flatulence of my children, so I don't, I don't necessarily know, want to know what that wind tells me that I am. So, um, yeah. So, but of course, uh, all these conservatives are out there, you know, rah rahing this new Tucker Carlson. See, it proves. It proves us right. You know, it shows the police officers uh, letting them, you know, letting them in. Well, you know, what my biggest thing, the first thing I thought when I saw that there was like a couple of officers who were there who what, removed the gates and kind of waved some of them in. That to me didn't say, oh, the cops were allowing them to do it. That me was them saying, oh, these cops are in on it. These cops are complicit. These cops are insurrectionists and they should be punished too. And I think a few of them did get fired. Um, But one of the other things that these, you know, Donald Trump says that he loves the poorly educated. And one of the reasons he does love the poorly educated because they're not very critical thinkers and they're just going to listen to what other people tell them and not even bother to think for themselves when it comes to certain things, you know, like the fact that, you know, there was, Maybe, just maybe, if a police officer was walking along and guiding along these insurrectionists and domestic terrorists through, you know, certain hallways, it was probably because they were wanting to keep those people away from the other people that they were trying to protect. So the best way that they could protect the people who they're supposed to protect, i.e. the people working at the Capitol, would be to walk the domestic terrorists and insurrectionists away from the people that work at the Capitol. I mean, it doesn't take too much, too many brain cells to figure that one out. Um, and of course, you know, there's, there's the idea that, and obviously that some of them clearly are insurrectionists and some of them clearly did support what was going on, but the absence of violence in a Tucker, highly edited Tucker Carlson video clearly doesn't disprove that violence took place because violence clearly did took place and there take place and there's many, many uh, examples of that 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 they just want to gloss over. And one of the biggest things that frustrates me is every single time I call into to Jeff's show uh, to talk about the insurrectionists, he starts talking about all the people that didn't enter the building. Who cares? I'm not talking about them. If if you went there just to go hang out and listen to Donald Trump whine about not winning or how he thought that he won but they're stealing it from him and he and you even if you walk down to the capitol but like stayed back and didn't do anything you know and, and just kind of waved a sign or whatever yelled but didn't attack a police officer didn't break down a barricade didn't break glass or break down a door didn't trespass into the area i'm I'm not talking about those people. None of us are talking about those people. Well, I mean, there, there's a local restaurateur, not restaurateur. There's a local grocery store owner, Rouse's, of Rouse's down here, who um, 
they uh they went to the insurrection or whatever. I don't think they entered the building, but they stayed outside. And I'm not going to go shop at their place unless I absolutely have to. Um, if it's an emergency, I will. But I mean, if it, I'm going to find every other place that I can find first before going to Rouse's. But I'm not talking about them when I'm talking about the insurrectionists and domestic terrorists. I'm talking about the people that attacked cops, but broke down barricades, broke down doors, broke windows, tried to climb through windows and got shot and put on their back um, and all that other fun stuff. Let's see. The wind, the wind whispers in my ear. Gee, your hair smells terrific. That's that. The wind's kind of creepy there, Kimchi. <laughs> Unless you wanted to whisper that near, then I guess if you've consented for the for the wind uh, to do, do that, I suppose. Um, the wind tells me that I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be monetized by the end of this year, right? <laughs> that, that'd be awesome if you haven't subscribed to Liberal Dan Radio subscribe to Liberal Dan Radio as well you can also support the show becoming a Liberal Dan Radio patron patreon.com slash Liberal Dan or patreon.liberaldan.com or you can uh, support me monthly that way or you can individually support me with uh, the buy me a cider button on liberaldan.com or you can support me via the Venmo as well what's up Walt Licker how's it going Cat Cookie uh, Bill other bill missing anybody jason thank y'all for joining appreciate y'all anyway so like and what, what other things like somebody said well the the police just let them in i'm like well and there was there was some people who were attacked but some people were just walking around i'm like okay so if several people broke into my house and then two other people just kind of walked in after him and kind of looked around would that mean that the, a lot of people who just followed them in and walked around didn't do anything wrong? No, they still violated the law. They're still illegally in my house. There's my wife's back, everyone. <laughs> At least she's not walking around naked. Um, so, um, But again, they don't understand this stuff because Donald Trump loves the poorly educated. But speaking of Tucker Carlson's video, um, I was a good host this week, and not only did I come do my two bits that I want to do regularly, I got them early enough so they put them on the patron on patreon.com slash Dan. So if you wanted to hear them early, you could have, but this is this week's Hypocrite of the Week. This week's Hypocrite of the Week is Fox News host Tucker Carlson, who claimed privately to passionately hate former President Donald Trump, but who in public has done everything he could to promote the big lie and pander to Trump's insurrectionist supporters. Why does Tucker hate Trump so much? Did Trump ties not include bow ties? Or is he just like the rest of the Fox News pundits, simply a political hack who will say anything for ratings and a paycheck? To see who next week's Hypocrite of the Week will be, tune in to Liberal Day and Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on Liberal Day and Radio on YouTube and blogtalkradio.com slash Liberal Dan. There you go, Hypocrite of the Week. If you want to hear Hypocrites of the Week or get old versions of Hypocrites of the Week that are only available on pay, some of them are, are uploaded to YouTube, but the ones that I upload to Patreon are not necessarily always uploaded to YouTube either. So if you want to get early access to bits when I have them available early, you can always become a Liberal Dan Radio patron and join that way. What's that? Uh, <laughs> I was like, I saw something in, in some, saw something coming through, but I don't know what it was. Uh, so my, my the cat that hates me apparently is near me, which is weird. Thank you, Thomas. Appreciate you chipping into the show as well. 
Uh, let's see. Demonox. Lots of cops are QAnon fans. They saw QAnon Shaman wanted to hang with him. Cops are taking selfies with the violent mob. I don't think that was too, it was to pacify. Yeah, no. I'm, clearly there are some that were there in support of whatever. But I could see the argument of somebody who was a police officer trying to pretend to be nice and chummy simply to try and distract the people and make sure that they stay away from the people who they're trying to protect. And if that's, if that's what they did, they did a good job because nobody in the Capitol, um, no, no, of, no, none of the elected people, I guess, the only people that were assaulted by the mob were police officers, which is not a good thing, but they did their job. Um, most of them did. Some of them clearly were insurrectionists as well and, again, should be punished and or fired for that. So, Jeff Curry, we ain't supposed to be naked for the show. Be right back. <laughs> you, what, you, what you do in your house is your business. Um, I even put pants on. Wow, she even put pants on. That's adulting right there. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, God, P-dubs, are we supposed to be wearing clothing? Liberal Dan Radio, in the nude. I was talking thinking about because I was talk, I was thinking about the idea of of doing like you know more like shows that might not be eligible for younger folks that might talk about like you know you know more deep you know like sexual health type episodes where you might not necessarily where you might be covering topics that you don't want necessarily kids to hear. I mean I'm have no problem with kids learning about sexual health, but like you know I always talked about you know the you know, having a, the series like, you know, Sex with Liberal Dan or something where we talk about the topics of, you know, sexuality and, and stuff like that. And uh, talking, you know, with the host of the most ambitious with the smooth sounds of the Percy podcast, because he has an issue in doing that. Then we have a couple other people who would probably be willing to come on the show and discuss it. So what I'm thinking about doing eventually at some point is that just making a separate channel and making that like Liberal Dan After Dark or something, you know, make that be the adult topic type things where we can kind of say hey if you're a kid you you shouldn't be coming here you know you shouldn't be coming to the to watch these videos of course they'll find a way anyway because how are you going to stop them but oh, youtube asks are you over 18 uh yeah sure i am okay here you go here's the adult video that you wanted to watch so let's see six got hearings including the guy who shot ashley b yes are tidy white is acceptable that's up to you man <laughs> So, <laughs> yes, my, my wife uh, has her cricket that she's working on there, and she made uh, me and my boys boxers that have a squirrel right by the junk holding up, and it says these these nuts. So, very cute. I like them. So, commando is also an option. You could also go commando. Some might say Pixar didn't happen, but I, I would never say that. Um, okay, so what else we got going on? Let's let's talk about the Walgreens thing for a second. Uh, California's cutting off its contract with Walgreens, like multi million dollar contract, um, because of what it said. It released the letter. So twenty twenty attorneys general wrote a letter. Um, complaining to the FDA, complaining that they did not believe that the FDA had the authority to to allow um, the abortion bill. Miffy, Miffy Pestro, can you shut up, Thomas, please? <laughs> I'm in the doing a podcast, Thomas. Well, don't talk. <sighs> it's bedtime almost. It should be bedtime. So what happened with that? 
Anyway, so tw- 20 attorneys general write to uh, the FDA or complaining that they don't think that the FDA has the authority to, to basically wholesale say that uh, the, the abortion pill, mifeprestone, which is not the same thing as the morning after pill or, or plan B. Uh, a lot of people, unfortunately, get those things confused. Um, but this, we're talking about the mifeprestone here, the, the first pill in a series that you take if you're trying to take, do a medicinal type of abortion. Um, so these 20 attorneys general wrote this letter, um, in response, Walgreens wrote those attorneys general back saying that we're not going to sell the, the mifeprestone in your states, uh, which is, you know, there are, tw- here's, there are 12 states currently that ban abortion from the point of, uh, implantation or conception, Louisiana words, implantation, uh, simply because they wanted to make sure that you could take the morning after pill, even though there's no evidence that uh, the morning after pill stops the implanta- implantation. That's an old belief that has no evidence to back it up. Um, so in Louisiana, Walgreens would be prevented from selling mifeprestone. It would not be able to sell the abortion pill in Louisiana. So I'm not going to blame Walgreens for failing to sell something that they cannot legally sell in the first place. So, and that's 12 states. And, but there's 20 states that they wrote a letter to. I'm thinking it's it's a possibility. Now, I don't want to give, I'm not trying to, you know, simp for Walgreens or whatever. I'm trying to think about why they might have done what they did. They might have just wrote this blanket letter in response to these attorneys general who wrote this, thinking that, okay, maybe these are all the states that, where, where it's illegal to have an abortion. And as such, we couldn't legally sell them in your states anyway. So, so maybe they did that and not realizing that eight of those attorneys general represent states that do have legal abortions taking place. And maybe they'll do a mea culpa. I don't know. If they don't, then screw them. But um, at the moment, the letter that they wrote to these attorneys general doesn't change anything because currently I don't think there's any um, retail pharmacy that currently sells the abortion pill at all. Now, Walgreens, is, there, was, there was the change that took place after, um, after the ruling, after Dobbs v. Jackson, that uh, they, 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 they ended up against a regulation in the FDA that basically would allow for retail pharmacies to dispense uh, the abortion pill. Because previously, abortion pills could only be dispensed from, I guess, the doctor. So you, you would not be able to just go into a re, get, it, get it prescribed to you, go into a retail, retail pharmacy and purchase it or get it purchased on the Internet. No retail pharmacy would be able to, was, was able to do this until the FDA changed the rules, which is why the 20s, 20 attorneys general uh, vehemently disagree with, uh, with, with the FDA's decision there. So, but Walgreens is going through the steps, and other, I'm sure others as well are going through the steps to try and make sure that uh, they can dispense the abortion pills in states where it's legal to do so. Um, so that's my thing. If, if, I'm not going to blame Walgreens for not selling abortion pills in states where it's illegal to sell the abortion pill. I'm going to blame 
Republican legislatures and conservative Democrats who, like John Bell Edwards, who signed, are very restrictive uh, from day one, no abortions unless uh, there's immediate life-threatening threats to the mother or to, to, the, to the parent, uh, to the person, individual who's pregnant. Um, you know, it's very, very, very restrictive, much more restrictive than some of the other states that have Republican governors. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to blame Walgreens for that. But if Walgreens goes ahead and, and says, we're not going to sell these pills in states where abortion is legal because of pressure put on them by that state's attorney general, then yes, I'm going to have a big problem with Walgreens and I will move as many prescriptions as I can from Walgreens to another uh, this retailer, retail pharmacy, simply because of the fact that I don't want to give money to, to people who are going to cave in like that. Um, Elizabeth, during the civil rights movement, Walgreens maintained whites-only ice cream counters. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of problematic things back then. I mean, but I don't know. Like my grandparents, my grandparents, uh, even though they didn't were in Germany for the Holocaust, my grandparents would never buy a Volkswagen because Volkswagen came from Germany. So, um, let's see. Boop, 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 boop. Let's let's get to some of the comments on that. Jenny Glasgow, I can't believe that banning abortion is even being considered in this day and age. Unfortunately, I can because I mean I live here in Louisiana. I see, I hear the people talking about it on on Louisiana Talk Radio. I see the bills that are being tried. They try to pass. It's not. It's not anything shocking to me. It shouldn't happen. Uh, you know, my my position is I'm 100% for uh, abortion on demand. It should not be government. <laughs> it should not be government's ability. Uh, government should not have the authority to get in between the doctor-patient relationship, except for things like that they could do on any or or clinic where like you know cleanliness standards and stuff like that you know if you want to put in you know standards where it has to be safe to perform the procedures absolutely that's fine but i don't believe in any weak limits or whatever i mean 99.5 percent of all abortions take place prior to week 21 so the only abortions that are taking place after week 21 are abortions that are not you know, by choice, but they're ones that are forced on them because of fetal health issues or because of um, health issues to the person who is pregnant. And, you know, to me, it is immoral to force somebody uh, who is pregnant to gestate a term uh, if for many reasons. I mean, A, it's, it's immoral to force anybody to gestate, period. But I can't, I can't understand the mindset of somebody who would say, you have to die for this pregnancy. You have to risk death for this pregnancy. Or you have a pregnancy where the fetus is not going to survive or the fetus is going to die almost immediately after birth because they can't, the fetus wouldn't be able to handle life outside of the womb. And to force that person to continue to gestate for however many months simply because you think your Bible tells you it's problematic, well, I have a big problem with that. And your Bible shouldn't get to dictate what other people get to do. If my Bible, as I was raised Jewish, if my Bible got to dictate what people would do, my religious beliefs, Judaism 
says that the woman is that that, if, that you are required if you are pregnant you are required to get an abortion if it's threatening your life there's no choice under jewish law there you are required by jewish law to get an abortion now i'm not going to tell you that you should have to do that i don't want to enforce that on anybody if you're a individual who happens to be pregnant and you end up you know wanting to take the risk to try and give birth despite the risk then that should be your call to make and but if you don't want to take the risk then it should also be your call uh to make as well and one of the things that we all know we all said is that if, if you had if you had a racist family who ended up with a daughter uh, that was ended up pregnant by uh, somebody who was not white, and uh, you, I could guarantee you that they would have ignore the rules and go find a state where it was legal and bring them over there because their racism would trump their so-called belief in the sanctity of life. But they don't believe in the sanctity of life because there's so many other c- conditions that they justify killing, like you know when they back the blue, when, when they murder black people, or when they, you know, don't give a crap about uh, maternity, uh, maternity health or, or the health of, of people who are pregnant. They don't, give a, they don't care about health outcomes. They don't care about mental health. There's plenty of things they don't care about when it comes to people's lives. It's only about pro-force. So let's see, only a Missouri woman in custody, she admits doing meth with the boyfriend, got in a fight, threw a knife at him, and missed, bounced off the washer, got his leg, she wrecked a car, taken to the yard. Wow, that's interesting. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of my deal with, with Walgreens. You know, I, I'm willing to give a little bit of benefit of the doubt, thinking that, again, they could very well have written a blanket letter to those people who, to, the, to those attorneys general in states where it's illegal and maybe it just got sent to everybody instead of those 12. We'll see. We'll see what they do. I'm willing to give them a little bit more time before making a move on my prescriptions, but they're on thin ice. We'll just put it that way. So, um, let's see. So I got two other clips to play. So let's let's do uh, this week's words of redneck wisdom, which I did say previously that I that I wasn't going to that I'm that I maybe wouldn't or shouldn't uh, pick on poor cash money as he calls himself simply because of the fact that of something he basically admits to in this in this video. However, uh, I, I, what he said was just too not necessarily good but too crazy to not include in this week's show so without further ado this week's words of redneck wisdom and now words of redneck wisdom brought to you by liberal dan radio if you don't know what to pay attention to, I suggest you ask every single American. Let's mm-hmm. take a week off, scratch every voter roller coast to coast, every vote, and re-register every American. We'll take a whole week vacation to do it. 
And when we do that, we're going to register their electronic devices that we've learned to live with. But I want to hear what they actually got to say in the stadium yeah. instantaneously. Mm-hmm. I want the American public to be able to view it as it's happening. Put it on. Take over PBS mm-hmm. and put it on every mm-hmm. station 24 hours a day. Yeah. I don't want to hear the garbage. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. of the, We are smarter than this. When yeah. I was seven years old, I was born on, I was, I was born on heroin. I was, they called me an idiot. They called me a moron. I quit mm. taking their drugs, and I woke up. And ain't nobody paying attention, and nobody wants to mm. hear me. And you know what they do to me? They just label me, sit me in a the corner. There is no mm. accountability. I told you J.D. Vance was a rhino. He ain't returning my call. Cash money okay. wants to speak to the whole world. Put me on stage okay. and act like I'm afraid. I know what to say because it's the okay. truth. And my thumb is on the pulse of what the response mm. we're actually going to get. Let's just. Ask them. Ask okay. them all. Because that is the solution. Yeah. You act like we're moron idiots and we're not paying attention and we're stupid. And this concludes Words of Redneck Wisdom, brought to you by Liberal Den Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. Now, I mean, he's on this kick forever. I mean, he believes he previously believed that we should seize Facebook from Zuckerberg and use Facebook as a tool for Americans to let their voice be known or whatever. Now he wants to deregister everybody and spend a week registering everybody. Complete waste of time. Um, You know, because everybody needs to hear what he has to say. He's mad that J.D. Vance won't call him back as if he's somebody special. You know, I mean, he's special, all right, but that in a completely different way. Um, But, yeah, I mean, he was born addicted to heroin, which, which kind of explains some things, I suppose. But, I mean, just... This is the loonies that we have to deal with. I mean, this guy is kookier than some of the other ones that we've had calling in. So, uh, but then there's the other one who a lot of people think sounds like Fecus. Um, that, ooh-wee, there, there's a long version that I'm going to play for you now. But there's a short version that, you know, well, actually, before I go to that one, what I found was interesting was that Jeff, and if you've watched Hal's show regularly, he did give a critique of one of Jeff Cruer's, uh videos that he made. Jeff, the host, a uh, very conservative guy, Just if you hear him, he's just sitting there going, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, like, just let's get this over with, come on, let's go, and just, mm-hmm, yeah, not wanting to, uh, not, not necessarily wanting to agree with what he was saying, but letting him, uh, you know, just continue talking, so to speak with his little crazy diatribe. So let's see. So this guy, Cowboy, uh, or Leon from South Carolina, um, he calls in and he has this big long rant about uh, people crossing the border and all this other stuff or whatever. And it ends like it, it, yeah, it ends. I think it ended in Jeff cut him off. You'll you'll hear why Jeff cut him off. If you if you're too extreme for Jeff, that's a problem. Now America has survived everything coming and going, but we're not going to survive this. Watch well, all coming over that border. It, they they they've set out to destroy America in this way, and they're doing it little by little by little. In Mingo County, West Virginia, back in the late 20s, when the, when the Scotch Irish said they're going on strike, 
because of the coal mine uh, in the coal mines, and they brought in some woman that uh, that stirred everybody up. Then Rockefeller told them, "Look, you go on strike. We're going to send out the National Guard, and, and we're going to round you up, and we're going to put you on where, whatever transportation that there is, and you're going back to your country of origin." And you can't, and I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. I do yeah. not advocate what Hitler did, but he, well, but they, they managed. Let me say this. We're up against it, my friend. I appreciate the call, but we got to go to the news. Yeah, you, let me just replay that bit, so just in case you missed it. I do it. not advocate what Hitler did, but. I do not advocate what Hitler did, but, of course. If you watch Game of Thrones, a uh, line from that is anything that's said before the word but is a lie. So, but yeah, I mean, for Jeff, Jeff went, went quickly to the let's go to the break right now because I don't want to have you complete that sentence of I don't agree with what Hitler did, but now curious me really would have liked to have heard what that end of the sentence would have been because I, I think it's good that everybody should know what all of these listeners believe maybe he should have the guts to listen to exactly what it is that his listeners his regular listeners and regular callers like to say um but holy crap when i heard that one i was like i'm gonna have to isolate that one and and play it a lot when the crazies call because oh my god ridiculous (laughs) leon no women no kids and leon this guy cowboy was just like one time, like he he was basically like, I know a situation where where the parents were were having incest with the kids and they were getting pregnant. And I think they should have been able to abort. And I was like, well, holy crap, you're making an exception for your abortion bans? What the hell? Of course, I'm not surprised that he happened to knew a couple that happened to be knowing people who were having incestuous rape with their children. Um, you could kind of that that's the kind of things where you hear you hear him talk and you're like yeah I'm not surprised about that any bit whatsoever um uh Jenny Glassie was probably going to say send me the gas I I I tried to listen cuz he kind of mumbled Jeff talked over him and he kind of mumbled a little bit I think he said something about 6 if he said something about 6 million I'd be like holy what 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 just ridiculous um but yeah, I, I, I'm going to keep that one uh, towards the top of my list to play uh, along with, I should have played this one as well. About, you know, when he said that, but I, where's, oh, it, it's really farther down. My favorite line from Cash Money. We don't care about evidence. Oh, they don't care about evidence. We don't care about evidence. Nope. So not one bit, not one bit of evidence that they care about. So, yeah. But, hey, you should be proud of me. I, I got bits made for this show. I actually went ahead and did the bits. So, <laughs> wow. I mean, like, there are some times where I'm, I'm listening to the show and I'm driving, and I'm just like, maybe I shouldn't be listening to this while I'm driving because I'm either going to get really mad at these idiots or I'm going to just be shocked and, like, miss a turn because something they say is going to be, more mind-numbingly stupid than it was the last time. Um, 
Let's see. I was in the other room that did sound like Zeke. So yeah, it's it, he's got some listeners from all over the country. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say the cream of the crop, so to speak, but some 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 other part of the crop, I guess. Um, Tennessee. Let's let's go to Tennessee. Well, let's not go to Tennessee because Tennessee sucks right now. But let's let's go to some laws in Tennessee. We have the uh, um, hello, Jackie. Um, we got the enacted by the General Assembly of the state of Tennessee. This is the anti-drag law. Uh, an adult cabaret performance means a performance in a location other than an adult cabaret that features topless dancers, go-go dancers, exotic dancers, strippers, male or female impersonators who provide entertainment that appeals. Would it be entertainment that appeals or entertainment that, I guess, I guess entertainment that appeals to a prurient interest or similar entertainers, regardless of whether or not performed for consideration. So I guess whether or not they're paid, but that's vague enough to where it basically says, we feel that this is a violation of the law, so we're going to throw it in there. So A, way too vague. B, so Tennessee code annotated, amended by adding the following new subsection. It is an offense for a person to engage in an adult cabaret performance, A, on public property, or B, in a location where the adult cabaret performance could be viewed by a person who is not an adult. Notwithstanding this, this subsection expressly preempts an ordinance, regulation, restriction, or license that was lawfully adopted or issued by the political subdivision prior to the effective date that is in conflict with this and prevents or preempts a political subdivision from enacting and enforcing in the future other ordinances, regulations, restrictions, or licenses that are in conflict, conflict with this subsection First offense for a violation of the subdivision is a class A misdemeanor. Second or subsequent is a class E felony. This act takes place July 1st, 2023. The public welfare requiring it and applies to prohibited conduct occurring on or after that date. So, yeah. So, basically, if you're a male impersonator uh, and if somebody happens to think that it's or female impersonator, somebody does drag or whatever, and you happen to be in a, in a, in a place that you know, happen to have kids and somebody claims that it's prurient, then guess what? You can go to jail. You could go to prison simply because of the fact that, you know, you, I mean, like, so I'm wondering if, I'm wondering if, like, we took our kids to drag bingo before and where you have a, a bingo. queer bingo. I'm sorry, it was queer bingo, but it was a drag queen that was running queer bingo. And, it was fun. The kids were there. They weren't harmed by what was going on at all. And we as parents should have the right to determine whether or not they are they can go to see such things. But I think in Tennessee, that would be illegal for that person to make that performance with our kids there. And in, what's interesting here is that there is nothing in here that punishes the parents for for bringing their kids to one of these shows. So it seems like, so if somebody wanted to be a real dill hole, they could go ahead and just, they could bring kids to a place where they think a drag performer is going to be, or a go-go dancer, or a male or female impersonator. They could just go there and then just stop the people from performing, even if there was, they were trying to be, you know, in, in in following of the law. 
So you could basically go prevent somebody from doing a performance legally simply by bringing a kid to where the people are going to be. So, um, yeah. So that's that. That's that's A. Um, and of course, I, normally one would think, well, this shouldn't pass uh, First Amendment muster. But who knows with this activist conservative Supreme Court that we have. Um, what else? B, House Bill 878, uh, based on Senate Bill 596, I guess, by Representative Fritz and State Senator Pody, an act to amend Tennessee Code annotated Title IV, blah, 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 being enacted. This is, now, this has just been introduced. It hasn't passed yet, yet, but I'm sure it will pass because it's Tennessee and, well, we live in a stupid country. Um, be it enacted by the General Assembly of the State of Tennessee, Section 1, Tennessee Code Annotated Section 36.3 of 301 is amended by adding the following as a new subsection. M, a person shall not be required to solemnize a marriage if the person has an objection to solemnizing the marriage based on the person's conscious or religious beliefs. Section 2, this act takes place upon, among, upon becoming a law, the public welfare requiring it. I guess that's their that's their word that they have to use maybe in their Tennessee constitution that if you can enact something immediately because the public welfare requires it. Um, but yeah, this is a purely pure attempt to to go after Obergefell. We were already got we already got the words from Justice Thomas. Clarence Thomas said that he not only felt that Roe v. Wade. Uh, and Casey versus Planned Parenthood were ill-constructed. He said the same thing about, you know, Loving versus Virginia, um, Griswold v. Connecticut, the other birth control one that allowed non-married people to get birth control pills, um, um, Obergefell v. Hodges, you know, Lawrence v. Texas. All of these things were were all found poorly in the eyes of Justice Thomas. So. The Tennessee legislature clearly saw that argument and saw the arguments being made by um, in, in Alito's ruling and see, sees the opening of the door by Clarence Thomas and go, oh, well, we're going to try and pass this law simply because of the fact that somebody is going to immediately challenge it. Well, somebody's going to try and get married in one of these places. And then one of the people who is a clerk who would provide a marriage certificate or whatever to somebody in the state of Tennessee would be like, well, I object. I don't believe in, uh, I don't believe in allowing these people to get married out. It, you know, clearly is to go against Obergefell, but it can also go against loving. It doesn't say anything about what, what their, uh, sexual orientation are or what, what the genders are of the people getting hitched. It just says it has to go it can go against the person's conscious or religious beliefs. So if your belief religious beliefs disagrees with miscegenation, guess what? They could according to this proposed bill, they could say, No, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give you the certificate. Or if they don't believe in interfaith marriages, like if the me and my wife, you know, I'm Jewish, she's Catholic, our kids are cashews. Um if we wanted to get married in Tennessee and somebody didn't believe that a Jewish person should be marrying a Catholic, they could just say, no, we don't want to do it. And it would be challenged because clearly somebody's going to try and challenge it. Well, you're left with one of two things. Either 
somebody challenges it because they're being treated unfairly by the law, and then it gets brought all the way up to the Supreme Court, and then this conservative activist Supreme Court gets to then say whether or not they're going to put their bad logic on um, that they had on Dobbs to Jackson if they're going to apply that to whatever this case would be titled. However, or the other option is you don't sue over it because you don't want to allow the Supreme Court to nullify Obervel v. Hodges. And by doing so, you just allow it to take place in Tennessee. And Tennessee then becomes the state that you can discriminate against people in a way that violates Obervel v. Hodges. Because if you take the risk, if you challenge it, that the Supreme Court's going to just say, okay, well, Obervel is gone now, too. So therefore, and Loving is gone now, too. And therefore, we're, you, you can't get married. And, and every state that doesn't want to allow for a gay marriage and any state that doesn't want to allow for interracial marriage at that point, too, would be able to ban it as they would. So, yeah, that, that's the thing. Like whenever you see these bills, it, it's, it's not you, have to, you always have to be thinking what the next step is, because a lot of the, a lot of the times it's not simply to discriminate because yeah, yeah clearly they want to discriminate but they're doing it in such a way that they're making sure that they're going to have it be challenged so that's that's why they want to get this in front of the supreme court because the supreme court would then say oh well clearly you know if it's a violation of the purchase of religious beliefs a sincerely held religious belief that they don't believe that they should that people should be able to get married uh then clearly they can't be forced to do so well, guess what? Quit. Quit your job. If your job is to give marriage certificates to everybody and you don't want, who wants one, and you don't want to give marriage certificates to everybody who wants one, then guess what? Quit your job. Find someplace else to work. Same thing with the people that are pharmacists that don't want to prescribe the medicine that was prescribed or dispense the medicine that was prescribed by their doctor. If you don't want to do that, work somewhere else, or at least let the employer know that, hey, I'm not going to be able to dispense these medications based on my religious beliefs to make sure that there is at least one other pharmacist around that would be able to do it. Simple as that. But no, it goes back to that one long Twitter thread that I cited. Conservatives don't like to be told what to do. Conservatives like to tell others what to do. So... Um, Elizabeth can call it. <laughs> That's fine. Um, we'll let Elizabeth in. I don't think is, uh, is our friend in the chat. I haven't seen Joseph Gibson, uh, 914-803-4131. Elizabeth, you want to call in? So, um, anyway, so that's, that's the Tennessee law. That's the threat that's being faced. And, um, I'm sure whenever, the ruling comes will uh if if it's such a if that becomes a law and it's challenged i'm sure as soon as the ruling gets released i'll do a live response to it that that day we'll read it together and we'll go over it just like i'm sure i think sometime in june is when we expect the ruling over student loans to take place and yeah like again hypocrite of the week last week uh roberts roberts Let's see. Let's let's play last week's real quick. 
This week's Hypocrite of the Week is Chief Justice John Roberts, who, in questioning the attorneys in the case of student loan forgiveness, he brought up the amount of money that it would cost as if that's relevant to the conversation at all. The conversation is if the law allows it to happen, total spent shouldn't matter. Of course, for all federally held student loans, the money was already spent, so there would be no additional expenditures to forgive those loans. I thought conservatives were textualists. I guess they are only until they're not. To see who next week's Hypocrite of the Week will be, tune in to Liberal Day and Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. Wednesdays 8 p.m. Central on Liberal Dan Radio on YouTube and blogtalkradio.com slash Liberal Dan. So, yeah, so um, whenever that ruling comes out, uh, we're going to see if, whether or not the amount of money comes into play, and then we'll roast Chief Justice Roberts and any other conservative justice who agrees that the amount of money forgiven is, anyhow, is in any way relevant to whether or not the president has the authority to do so, um, to take these actions, and, and we will... Because I'm fully anticipating this activist conservative Supreme Court to say, no, President Biden can't do this and therefore put people on the back on the hook for more money owed. So I think this should be Elizabeth. Is that you, Elizabeth? Um, yeah. It's, it's, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. How are you tonight? I'm fine. Thank you. Um, I was going to go back to real quickly, if you wouldn't mind, um, the abortion uh, things, the precedent. The problem with that was that all of that precedent, from Buck v. Bell through Griswold, all of that, was actually thrown out. It matters not to this Supreme Court, and that is the hugest, that's the biggest danger, frankly. Right. Because that, you know, that used to hold everything together, so we cannot even rely any of their future decisions on precedent at this point. Right. Well, one of the most important things, the most repeated things that I said during both the show that I did when the uh, ruling was leaked and when the ruling was ultimately released, giving us the, um, the, the concurrences and the, uh, and the people who disagree with it, um, one of the things that was most said by uh, Alito is that the, the Constitution doesn't list any sort of right to, a, to an abortion, so therefore... Uh, it's not protected. And of course, as I put up on the screen, as I always do, the Ninth Amendment clearly states the enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed as an either fair to others retained by the people. Um, and th that's because, you know, these people, do, A, they said that they would support stare decisis at, when they were, um, when they were uh, in their yeah, hearings. Sure. And of course, and of course, they did not tell the truth about that. They, they did not support stare decisis. I mean, Roberts had for a while, but in this case, he and even in this case, he kind of did because it it was it was five four to just completely overturn it. It was six three to uphold the Mississippi law as as you know kind of tweaking Roe, but it was really just it was really five four to overturn Roe because Roberts still now this puts Roberts in a pickle because now you know what stare decisis does he now support? It's ridiculous. But yeah, there's so much exactly. so much judicial precedent that was either was overtly overturned or or just basically wow. it will be overturned because we we see the writing on the wall the writing on the wall is clear they don't they don't agree with all of the logic that was used to give us all of the other precedents that you correctly listed yet they continue with the originalist doctrine as if the constitution was not designed to change Right. And that, that is just the biggest, that is the worst thing that that darned uh, Scalia ever did was introduce that, that theory. I think he eroded the, the Supreme Court, began real, I mean, it's always had its ups and downs, but this was really 
this was, uh, I'm, I'm a kind of a, it was like a fundamental, in my humble opinion, I should say, uh, when he did that, because the originalist doctrine suggested only, you know, landed white males could vote if you want to go there. And frankly, the original doctrine didn't have the first 10 changes, the first 10 amendments. Right. So it's just, it's a bogus argument. It's all bogus because they're bought and paid for, clearly. But that's just my, you know, I wanted to jump in and tell you that I'll let somebody else get in. <laughs> no, I agree with you. That I, I made an exception for you. I'm still not necessarily going to take a whole bunch of calls at this point, but, you know, I'll make an exception for you, Elizabeth. Thank you for calling in. Appreciate you. You can always feel free to call in. I welcome your calls anytime. Thank you so much. for All right. Bye. Okay, so Gibson Media says abortion is murder no matter how you feel. Murder technically is uh, illegal killing. So if abortion is legal, then it's not murder. And no abortion law in this country punishes abortion as if it was murder. So, and to me, I would just, I would hope that they would actually be honest with themselves and say, look, we're going to punish abortion like we're going to punish all other murder if you believe that abortion is murder. But they don't, they know that the stomach is not there to do it, so they're not going to punish it like murder. So no. There is no state in the union where abortion is considered to be murder. There's no, there's no circumstance where, you know, it can be punished as if it's murder. So, no, abortion is not murder. Um, and, you know, th- that is often a religious belief because a lot of people believe that con- the point of uh, installment takes place at the point of conception. Of course, other religions like Judaism doesn't believe that, which is weird that Judaism would say that installment is not um, taking place until I think the birth when, when the first breath is, is taken versus um, the uh, Christian belief, the Catholic belief, or probably all of Christianity belief in that it starts at conception. So um, you, you can, you can believe it's murder if you want to Gibson. If you think that, that it's a horrible thing to do, then don't get one. It's simple as that. Um, but don't tell other people what they can or cannot do with their bodies because, you know, autonomy is very important. And somehow it goes out the window when it comes to sex and abortion and pregnancy with, with conservatives who would often, you know, tell you, oh, well, my body, my choice when it came to the masks and the masks and the freaking uh, vaccine. And, of course, we're still not forcing anybody to take a vaccine. Um, you still are able to take to, to go without and Fortunately, enough of us are vaccinated to where, you know, many of us are protected from the people who choose to continue to be plague rats. But Gibson Media, in God's eyes, it's murder. Not according to the God that I was raised under. Sorry. I mean, people will will state the lie that is Judeo-Christian. There's no such thing as Judeo-Christian, although supposedly we, 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 we supposedly believe in the same God, supposedly. But Judaism's God does not view it as murder. Judaism uh, assigns, if, if two people, under the Jewish law, uh, if two people fight and one of them strikes a, someone who happens to be pregnant and causes a miscarriage, there is a financial penalty that will be assessed to the person who struck the individual who is pregnant. However, if there is harm done to the pregnant person themselves, then that harm is punished in an eye for an eye. So... If you, if you, if you could uh, clearly that the fetus and embryo is not considered to be uh, an abortion. And there's also cases, the case in the Bible where 
How do you test if somebody, if your, if your spouse was unfaithful to you? Well, you give them uh, this mixture and concoction, and if it causes an abortion, then clearly your spouse cheated on you, and as such, you can, I guess, get a divorce or whatever. So the Bible literally uses abortion as a way to, uh, a means to test fidelity. I don't think it's very, uh, very, uh, you know, a smart way to do it, because what if the person just didn't want to be married and it happens to be their child? Like, it doesn't seem to be very scientific, but then again, this is the Bible we're talking about. We're not talking about science. Um, Gibson Media, how do you know God's eyes? Well, I think Gibson Media did study uh, in some place. I don't forget where he said he studied. Was it Liberty University? Am I remembering that? Um, Demonox, the fetus is not a person, therefore not murder. Um, then again, a corporation, when we kill corporations, corporations are technically people too. When a corporation, if a corporation is yeeted off a cliff by the person who owns it, that's not murder either. So, um, which is why we shouldn't treat corporations as if they were people. Let's see. I don't, I don't want politicians who are going to push the idea of God and anything. Absolutely. I don't want that either. Um, if I was more following observance of my religion, I still wouldn't want that because typically Jewish people aren't like that because we've seen what happens when, like, you know, people who are in power take their religious beliefs and push them on others. Now, there's a lot of BS going on with Netanyahu over in Israel that's trying to basically neuter the Supreme Court to allow him and his supermajority in the Knesset to do whatever it is they want to do. Um, but Netanyahu is garbage and I've not liked him for a very long time. So, um, let's see, what's what's the next thing we wanted, we wanted to talk about. Uh, we talked about the marriage quality, talked about the drag law, talked about, uh, the problem with Tuckums and the, the Fox news wind ghost thing, Walgreens, um, in, in New Orleans, a little, little thing in New Orleans that kind of helps to expose some hypocrisy. I've talked about this a little bit, I believe. They have a recall election, uh, that, or they're trying to have a recall election to recall the mayor of New Orleans. Um, the recall, it, it's supposedly chaired by two Democrats. But in reality, we all see what's going on. The people who are really running the show are these conservative MAGA types, some of them not even from New Orleans itself, some of them from Metairie, Louisiana, which is the next town over, some of them from uh, the North Shore of Louisiana, um, which if my description of the North Shore is, these are the people who not only fled New Orleans during the Great White Flight, but they did so in a way, they, they crossed the longest bridge in the world at the, t- at the time. And it's still the longest bridge over a single body of water um, to get away from black people. That, that's how racist the, the people that fled New Orleans uh, are. And so they don't want they're coming down and they clearly are mad at Latoya Cantrell or some people call her TD Uh, they're clearly mad at TD because of the fact that she did the right thing during the pandemic and I'm not going to sit here and support an organization that is going to that is like backed by MAGA folks and that is going to be critical of uh, Mayor Cantrell for doing the right thing and protecting the people of New Orleans from the plague rats living all around us in Metairie, in on the North Shore, in other areas that surround New Orleans that we're not as being as strict on the whole um, masking 
and social distancing thing. So yeah, I'm gonna. I support the fact that she stood up for what was right, even though it wasn't popular. Hi, Cassie. <laughs> Wait, you see my and now I saw your face. Yeah. Now I'm a believer. Not a trace of doubt in my mind. I'm in love. Ooh, oh, I'm a believer. I couldn't leave her if I tried. I thought love was more or less fairy tale. Anyway, sorry. Um, P-Dubs, I think that's what's happening in Georgia with the legislators trying to upend Fannie's case against Trump and others. Absolutely. I, that absolutely does also need to mention. That should, that should be something that I had on my list, but I didn't. But yeah, they are basically trying to make it so that again, it's more hypocrisy on the part of conservatives because as the smooth, as the host of the most, the smooth sounds of the Percy podcast, Nimbus Yosh, says... Conserva- hypocrisy is the conservative prerequisite. You have to be a hypocrite to support conservatism because these people will say that they think small government is the best and, and government is best when it's done at the local level. Except for when the government at the local level is run by people on the left, then they want to be able to overturn whatever it is that they do. So the people in Georgia want to be able to basically replace any uh, attorney working on any case or whatever so they can put in people that are going to be kind to them and to their people that they politically support so that they can derail the Georgia case against Donald Trump and his attempts at election interference in the state of Georgia by trying to demand that, um, I always want to say Roethlisberger, but it's not, um, to, to find all the votes that he needed, that he would have needed to, to win the day in Georgia, which still would have lost in the election, but still, he wanted to, he, he needed those votes found and he was absolutely trying to interfere with the results of that election. Yet the conservatives in the legislature are going to try their best to protect Herr Donald uh, from any sort of repercussions for any of his actions as wrong as they might be. What they don't realize though, is that if Donald Trump is really trying to be the next Hitler, that he would then, it, he would then needs to go to jail. Like, he needs to go to prison. If, he, if he's going to be the next Hitler, he has to go to prison in order to, to continue on and following in old Adolf's footsteps. So, let's see. Westweb, my dad never pledged Mason. Ah, wait, I'm missing. Um, no matter what house, the preacher was supposed to be a Mason. I grew up in Mason County, Illinois. Oh, God, Jeff, do you know I was a pervert across the road? He was humping the chicken. Is that that joke? <laughs> the kitchen is the dirtiest animal because it eats with his pecker. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, Bicycle Mike New Orleans is one screwed up. Said, yes, we are a very screwed up city. We have definitely problems. And I don't agree with everything that Mayor Cantrell has said or done. Um, but they didn't run anybody worth a damn against her to challenge her for, in her second term. So she clearly, clearly got in, like with 60% of the vote, even though there wasn't a lot of people that voted. But clearly, they, uh, they, they failed to find anybody who could have challenged her at all. But here's the thing with, with this whole Mayor Kenshaw recall, and one of the reasons I bring it up, because it's not necessarily a national issue, but it just exposes hypocrisy. Um, there, is a, there is a situation where they sent the city sent out a mailer, like a trifold type mailer, 
explaining all of the things that Mayor Cantrell has done for the city since, you know, becoming mayor in the first place. And people cried foul. They're like, oh, this is against the law. You, sh- you shouldn't be able to use public funds to, to counteract political activity. Really? So fine. You know, I would take people seriously on this issue and this claim that, now look, I, I wouldn't want her to spend that money on, on that ad. I think it should have come from a campaign fund and not from city funds. But these people who are criticizing the mayor for, for mailing those out to like 130,000 or whatever, maybe 105,000 voters um, or households with active voters in the city, never said a peep when the only time when I was, when I was in this Louisiana's first congressional district, I'm currently in the second, when I lived in the first congressional district, and I ran for that seat. But then Bobby Jindal won, and he was he – was, he was the congressperson for a term and a half. The only time I ever got a letter from his office to let us know what was going on was when he wanted to let us all know about all the wonderful things he was doing in the House of Representatives while he was running for governor. He used federal funds to talk all about the things that he was doing in Congress just to notify the people in his district about all the wonderful things that he was doing as governor. I don't even, he might have even mailed it to people outside the district. I don't know. But he was letting them all know all of the wonderful things he did. Did anybody complain when Bobby Jindal, well, I complained, but did anybody else complain, make a stink that Bobby Jindal was using public funds to, to run campaign type stuff, even though it wasn't officially a campaign flyer because it was an informational flyer? No, nobody said anything about that. But A, he's a man, and B, he's not black. So they're not going to criticize him. And he's a Republican in a conservative state. Harry Lee, a Democrat in, the, in, in Jefferson Parish, but very conservative Democrat. Republicans, probably one of the last Democrats in the New Orleans area that, um, that Republicans liked. You know, because during Hurricane Katrina, he closed a bridge to prevent black people from crossing into a white neighborhood. That's how good old racist Harry Lee was. He was a he was a good old boy, and he yeah, it was terrible. He was he was a horrible person. I mean, you're not supposed to speak ill of the dead or whatever. But the only time I ever saw Harry Lee run a commercial about the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Department was when during an election season. It was I remember it was January ish, or maybe a little bit later of 2006, because I remember where I saw the ad, because I was in my apartment on the first floor when I lived in the apartment before I moved into this house. Um, and he was running for re-election to be sheriff again. And all of a sudden, here comes the ads. Here comes the ads advertising about how great it is to be at Jefferson Parish, all the benefits, all the great things that the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Department does for the people who live in Jefferson Parish. And who's front and center in all these ads? Harry Lee. Did anybody complain that Harry Lee was using public funds that was meant to be used for public safety to advertise for how wonderful the JPSO is in the middle of his campaign? No, of course not, because he's not black and he's not a woman. And he was loved by conservatives. So no one's going to say a peep about that. But now Cantrell does it. She spends public funds informing people who are 
her citizens about the good things that she's done as mayor in the middle, not even, there's no actual election going on right now. It's just an attempt to get signatures for a recall. We don't know if there's enough signatures to actually have a recall yet or not. But because she was using these public funds in the middle of the recall effort to try and advertise, you know, how all the wonderful things she did for the city, now they care. Why? Because she's black and because she's a woman. No other answer I can think of, because if they, if they cared about the integrity of the use of public funds when it comes to those types of things, they would have called out Jindal, they would have called out Harry Lee, and they would call out everybody else who does the same exact thing. But they're not, because it's a good old boy network, and Lizoy Cantrell is a black woman. So, no. It's one of the reasons why I'm not getting behind this thing. I mean, I, I don't know if I would have, even, even if it came from people who I didn't think have ulterior motives, I still don't think I would have signed it because, I mean, I voted for it twice. There's no other better option. Give me a better option. Run somebody better, and I'll vote for somebody better. But these conservatives are not going to pick anybody that's better in my mind because they're just going to pick clowns who would have, you know, not taken COVID seriously, who would have allowed people to get together and have fun and spread the virus like crazy and, you know, irresponsible BS like that. So... Oh, Daily News. Well, first of all, welcome. Thank you for joining us, and shout out to your lovely wife. I, again, I'm glad to hear that she is doing better. Um, you know, she's, she's, you know, y'all have always been, she's, she's always been an interesting person to talk to. So what do I say? I, I did talk about the Tucker Carlson thing earlier, so you could always rewind and listen. Uh, and yes, I absolutely can say that it was an in an insurrection spelled wrong. Uh, you have you, you put you spelled it like erection. Um, anyway, but yes, that you cannot take you know selectively picked peaceful videos and claim that no violence took place. It was it was clearly an insurrection. The people that were all there were there to stop a legitimate government action from taking place. They wanted to stop the counting of the electoral uh, certification of the electoral college votes uh, to make sure that we could have uh, an incoming president on the tw January 20th and lots of people committed violence. And the reason that the cops were, again, there was plenty of reasons for the cops to be walking around with them. A, they could have been complicit. B, uh, they could have been guiding the people away from the people who they were supposed to protect because they were overwhelmed. They couldn't handle a direct assault on the people attacking the Capitol. So what they did instead is they guided the people who were insurrectionists, who were potentially going to harm the people in the chambers away from the individuals who were trying to flee. And like, kind of like a, almost like if you watch Colbert last night, he kind of said like, you know, you don't blame a hostage negotiator negotiator. You don't say that he agreed with the terrorist or the person holding hostages because he negotiated to get him a, a helicopter somewhere or something to be able to re release the hostages. Like you don't, that just because the cops are doing what they need to do to try and keep it as peaceful and safe as possible, it doesn't mean that they're allowing this to go on. It's still an insurrection. It was still an attempt to stop a legitimate action of government taking place. It was an attempt to of sedition to, to try and install Donald Trump as president, even though he was not elected president or not reelected president. So, I mean, 
I don't know how you can view all of the videos that are out there. And maybe one day I'll have to go over, I'll have to go over all of the videos that are out there showing, you know, I want, I'd love to sit down with a conservative who, who thinks that it wasn't an insurrection, thinks that it was just, oh, just tourists going around the Capitol and say, okay, these people who are all working together as one to topple a barricade, at what point in these group of people would you say that they're not criminals? Uh, these people who are picking up, is that a criminal? Is that a criminal? How many, and how many criminal, how many violent acts do you have to have in a specific day in order for you to say, all right, maybe it was an insurrection? There are even Republicans who are saying that, you know, that what went on is an insurrection and that it's BS what like Tucker's doing and, you know, the actions of the people on January 6th were illegal and wrong. And I mean, the Republicans who are saying that don't have the nuts to stand up to Trump, you know, good old Senate minority leader McConnell couldn't, you know, couldn't be bothered to actually stand up to Donald Trump, even though he like whined about his actions in the middle of the even even McCarthy was was talking down about the actions and was disappointed in Trump until Trump got him to come down to Mar-a-Lago and, you know, had a nice little talk with him. Make sure that you don't, you know, cross me again. Daniel, I am talking about 1-6-2021. That's what I was talking about, too. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, wait, who's going to be nice? Hold on. Let me scroll back. Who outed herself? Do, 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 do. Wes is giving gang hugs. Do, 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 do. Trying to see. Oh, picking on him for, for not being able to spell insurrection. Yeah. I mean, I, I noticed the erection part of it, but, you know, hey. Guess whatever pops up, right? Oh. Trump loves the poorly educated and vice versa. Yep. Uh, my son called me, asked how to fry chicken. He's 22. I said, go get lard. Call me back. <laughs> nice. Um, libs are sexy. Trolls are Joel. Absolutely. I'm too sexy for the show. Um, yes, and it was a failed coup, as Bill Deacon says. Well, it's both. It's an insurrection, sedition, and a failed coup. Um, Let's see, how many congressmen live next door to you? They're either rich or richly bought. Ask Elaine Shower, Betsy DeVos, exactly. Um, every snowflake in an avalanche pleads not guilty. That's a very good point. Like, I, I like that, Ken. If every snowflake in an avalanche pleads not guilty. Because all of them, you know, one of them individually, like Proud Boy Jacob with his um, bearskin cap and makeup, came in and, you know, him in and of itself wouldn't have done anything. But a group of large, a group of idiots acting in large numbers, uh, absolutely could could stop, you know, the actions, the, the legal actions that were going on that day. Um, old saying heard and repeated by an old guy: "You can't wake up somebody that's pretending to be asleep." And it's funny because you know what was funny is that if you go back to the call that I played from Words of Redneck Wisdom, that uh, home dude uh, Cash Money was was talking about when he said that. At, he stopped taking the medications and then he woke up. He almost understands the fact of what being woke means. Like you, you re, when when you're woke, like conservatives can never under, explain what being woke means, but when you're woke, it's like you, you've awakened yourself to the realities of the world. That's what being woke means. Like so, if you're not woke, basically you're admitting that you're blinding yourself to the realities of the world. 
Um, <laughs> slaughterhouse, yeah, the slaughterhouse. Maybe because we were talking about Nazis earlier, kimchi. That's why the, the maybe that's why the German spelling came in. Um, seems to be pretty common. I got a first class letter from Dick Durbin that they needs my advice, but needs my money. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, if it's if he's asking for money, that's probably not coming from his office. But it, if he's not asking for money, it could very well come from his office. But again, I, I don't know if Dick Durbin's running again or not. And look, I don't, I don't care who does it. If it's a Republican, it's a Democrat, I don't care. I don't think you should be able to do it. I think there should be a prohibition of if you're running for re-election, you should not be able to approve uh, the expenditure of any sort of funds, like any sort of media that there should be a media blackout from from your organization until it's done, or there should be some severe, some extreme restrictions on what what it is you can or can't do um, above and beyond what you might normally do. And like, if you want to give your updates, give your updates, you know, or maybe if you if you give an update every month, then that's fine. Give an update every month, and then they can't tell you that your updates are being political. But if you only give your updates in the middle of election season, well, guess what? We all know what you're doing. You're circumventing the laws and you're being a piece of crap about it. Um, funny how the Satan has waffled on the whole register to blog about him thing. Yeah, although he did say you uh, wait, wait, wait till you'll see what's coming next or something like that. Like he's apparently has a whole bunch of stuff in the pipeline that he wants to be able to push on the people of Florida um, because, you know, he's running for president and he wants to make sure that he proves that he's even more Trumpy than Trump without all of the problems of Trump of, you know, you know, being potentially under indictment or whatever. Um, what's the web? They have an allowance from the post office that they have to use or lose. That's true. They have an allowance to do that, but they should not be able to do it. There should be restrictions on when they do it or how they do it, or if they don't do it regularly, that they can't do it during any times where they're trying to run for office. So... Uh, any crackpots on the phone tonight? Only Elizabeth called in tonight. I'm, I'm kind of, we had a lot of stuff to talk about, so I didn't want to drain down the phone lines too much. And um, there's a couple of requests to to maybe keep the phone calls on a lighter note today. So um, I gotta gotta listen to my gotta listen to my listeners at some point, right? Um, I don't mind debating the people who I disagree with, but I just had a lot of stuff to talk about today. So I didn't think I was going to be able to. Uh, I didn't think I was going to be able to have many people on the phone today, but you know, Elizabeth is always welcome. Um, as is, you know, especially any, any patron wants to call in, it's also welcome as well. But um, so we talked about. Oh, there's also the other thing. Other things about going on with this recall, though, is there's the hypocrisy on the flyer. The fact there's the fact that there is they they were discussing how many people should be considered to be active voters. So you have a list of people who are registered, but some of those people might be dead and not not called from the rolls or not taken off the rolls or whatever. Some of them may have moved um, and whatever. You know, maybe their addresses are not up to date. So there was a whole big issue of, well, are the, the amount of signatures they have to get is 20% of the active voters. So they had to, so the Secretary of State was saying, well, or the registrar of voters in, the, in Louisiana or New Orleans was saying, hey, this is your number, you need 20% of that. But they were saying, well, some of these people shouldn't be on the rolls. So they tried to get people kicked off the rolls after the fact. I'm saying, well, maybe you should have made sure that the rolls were cleaned up before attempting to do your recall. 
attempts, but for some reason they were able to get the uh, settlement in court where they would reduce the overall number of people who were considered to be active voters by 5,000 votes or whatever, or by 50,000 votes or something, or maybe it was 25, maybe it was by 25,000 votes, which would reduce the number of signatures they would have needed by a certain amount of, certain amount of signatures, whatever. So, but it didn't actually remove anybody from the rolls. It just basically moved the goalposts for what they would have to hit for them to be able to get a recall election called. So that judge, the judge that made various other rulings in favor of the recall effort, signed the petition. The judge who made a ruling on the recall is one of the people that signed to recall the individual, to recall Cantrell. How is that not a conflict of interest? How is that, why was that person at least not saying out loud, I'm somebody who is going to be signing this. You should know this before I rule on anything. And then maybe the parties could say, well, maybe we should have a different judge. Or maybe we can get a judge from another jurisdiction to cover this because those, that person may or may not be, you know, somebody who could make a more, a, a better, more fair decision. But no, if you're, if you're, one of the supporters of the recall, you can't then say, oh, we're going to make rulings and they all benefit the recall. It's BS. And, and you know, if it was a Democrat, if they were trying to recall a Republican and some Democratic judge was like, hey, you know, we're going to recall this, uh, you know, I'm going to sign the recall and I'm going to do a whole bunch of things in favor of the recall. You all know that the Republicans would be like, oh, it's rigged. It's a rigged election. You know, we can't have any fair elections because it's so rigged. The Democrats rigged it against us. Meanwhile, the, this judge here rigged it for the MAGA folks running this, running this uh, recall petition or attempted at a recall. Something else that broke. One of the local news people broke something about how Mayor Cantrell was using a city apartment, potentially having illicit affairs with one of the people on the NOPD in the police department. Guess what? Have they ever done that for anybody else? No. They weren't knocking down David Vitter's door trying to figure find all his indiscretions, despite the fact that there was much more evidence showing David Vitter having indiscretions. They don't give about anything. But why? But she's a black woman. So therefore, they need to attack her for doing things that are frankly none of my business. I don't care if She's sneaking off to have illicit affairs. She's not trying to pour some sort of morality onto us in government. She's not using government to tell us what to do we can do with our lives. So therefore, what she does in her sex life is none of my business. It's none of our business. None of nobody's business. But, you know, oh, it happened to be on an apartment that was owned by the city. Oh, no. As if people haven't done it at work before. Ridiculous. Kimchi, I'm so sick of the cheating, lying children ruining our country. Absolutely. Oh, it's Andrea. Hey, Andrea. Thank you for joining. Um, I love telling righties that Santos is their hero. And a Santos, of course, is in drag, right? So, for, you know, according to the, they, they should consider him to be a groomer, but then again, they're not going to call out their own for it. And, of course, you had, what was it, uh, Donald Trump and Rudy Giuliani in drag with that commercial? You know, they don't mind that at all. 
I was fine to them, apparently. Um, just lots of hellos from people. Hello to everybody. If I missed you, hello again. If I didn't miss you, hello again, I should say. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of, again, and these people doing the, doing the recall petition, they, they pre-printed. There's another thing that's hypocrisy, hypocritical about these folks. They pre-printed these petitions and mailed them to like 150,000 voters, 130,000 voters, maybe 130,000 households. But so me and my wife had our information printed, pre-printed on one of these things, right? So they're pre, they would pitch a fit if any other legal form of, you know, a, a ballot, if a ballot was pre-printed and pre-marked down, if, uh, Voter registration was pre-printed. Oh, they cry about that one all the time. But they're fine with pre-printing this? Again, hypocrisy. They don't like voting by mail, but they wanted this by mail? Hypocrisy. They got my information wrong. They got my birth year wrong. They had it as one year later. And I know if they got the information from the Registrar of Voters, it's got to be Registrar of Voters information is right because I put in my birth date to get my voter information to basically confirm, yes, I'm registered or whatever, and it came up with no problem. I checked it that night just to see, yes, this has my birth date. So so if I would have signed that and returned it, it would have been rejected because it wouldn't have been correct. So I'm wondering how many more of those lines happened? How many more are going to be thrown away simply because of the fact that they printed the information improperly, incorrectly, or whatever. And there's no, I don't think there's any uh, anything in the law that would allow a voter to come in and cure their petition signature like you can do in some states when you have absentee voting and they ask the people to come cure their votes. Either say, yes, this is how I meant to vote because it's unclear, or make sure to do the signature in front of, yes, this is my thing, here's my signature, here's my ID, yada, yada, yada. I don't think there's an opportunity to cure your petition. So if the information is wrong and you didn't realize it when you signed it and sent it in, your petition, is not, your petition should not be counted. But one of the other things that uh, I just completely blank because I read something on there, P-dubs, uh, Trump was saying that at CCRAP, that now his people should be voting by mail. Oh, absolutely. I mean, when we were in Florida during the election, during the last year, or like it was up leading up to the election of 2022, uh, all over Florida were signs that said, vote by mail. Make sure to vote absentee. Vote by mail. Florida loves when their voters vote by mail because a bunch of old people doing it. But they'll rail about other people voting by mail. It's ridiculous. Um, he admitted that not voting by mail didn't work out so well for him last time. Well, you know, duh. And but the thing is, that's one of the things that Hal talks about a lot is that you're going to convince the people that you need to vote for them that the system is so messed up that voting for you is, doesn't matter because they're never going to have their say, which is going to make them not want to vote. It's you know anything that Donald Trump does to make his people not want to vote, I'm fine with. Keep doing it. Kimchi, absolutely right. Every Republican accusation is a confession, time and time again. And, there's a, and just like with Donald Trump, there was always a tweet. 
when Donald, whenever Donald Trump tweeted something, or I guess now truths something, whenever he did that, it always turned out that he had a tweet criticizing some former president, like Obama, for it. It's absurd. Um, oh, we have 24 viewers and 27 likes, which means we actually went over. Somebody left. Shame on you for leaving. Ha ha. Um, so let's go over my list of things I wanted to talk about. We got the Bill Amad, we got the Tennessee Bills, Tucker Carlson, Fox News, and the Wind Ghost or whatever. Uh, go. The Wind is telling me that I. The Wind is telling me that I might need to end my podcast soon. <laughs> um, let's see, Westwood. There's all sorts of emergencies that could pop up on election day to keep you away from the polls. That's true. And that's the other thing. It's like. One of the things that Jeff Carrera, the guy who I listened to in the morning, the guy who was, you know, had to cut off Cowboy for saying, you know, this. I do yeah. not advocate what Hitler did. But. 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 Um, and then he gets, of course, gets cut off. Um, I'm like, well, what happens if an emergency happens? Like, let's say, like, he only wants Election Day voting. These clowns also want to get rid of all machines and hand count. How are these fools going to hand count? And the, the response to that was, well, during Abraham Lincoln's election, they hand counted everything and it was and it worked fine. They had four and a half million votes in Abraham Lincoln's election. It wasn't the hundred over a hundred million voters casting a ballot. And you have these precincts that I'm sure you didn't have precincts that were packed full of people that you're going to understaff in the black neighborhoods to make sure that their votes take forever and that people so that people can then cast aspersions on the validity of those votes because oh because they're taking too long i was like look if we went if we did what you want to do and did all paper ballots and all hand counting y'all would y'all have to not cry when it takes three days to finish the counting but they're not going to do that because that's not their intent their intent is to just throw oil in the works throw shoes in the machine, do whatever it is that they want to do to sabotage uh, the integrity of the elections. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so I told Jeff, I'm like, well, what, if I know who I want to vote for and I know it's not going to change, why can't I, why shouldn't I be able to go vote early and just cast my ballot early and if something happens, then I take the risk that if there's something big that happens between my casting a ballot on election day that might have changed my mind, well, then guess what? I changed my mind. Then I don't get to change my mind. I, I, I'm stuck with my result. But that should be my risk to determine if I want to take or not. And what happens if I, if I know I'm healthy enough? What happens if, some, if, I, if I miss my opportunity to vote because I had to go to the hospital for some reason or some family emergency takes up? His response was, oh, well, stuff happens. Well, no. Let people vote when they want to vote. And let everybody be heard. Like, supposedly, his buddy cash money wants everybody to be heard. But they don't really want everybody to be heard because they support all of these BS bills that are meant to disenfranchise voters, specifically voters who are not white. Um Let's see, Andrea, remember that everything Trump says, MTG says, Bobert says, Gates says, and Fox says can be used against them. Yes. Um, although not everything that M MTG and Boba the Clown says are, you know, comprehensible sometimes. Uh, so I think Trump's liberty 
Trump's liberty depends on his lawyers, and he doesn't have a very good record of picking them. That is true. Uh, he doesn't have a very good record of picking his attorneys. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I, I think Donald Trump flees the country before Donald Trump uh, allows himself to be indicted or, or locked up. Um, or Donald Trump flaunts to a state uh, hoping that the state won't let him go, and then you know you start a you start a constitutional crisis, so to suppose. So supposedly, jeez. Oh, Daily News: If the Hunter laptop emails people that few what? If the Hunter laptop emails, uh, so basically you're saying that people might have changed their votes if they would have seen the Hunter Biden's laptop that doesn't exist uh, before election took place or whatever. There's no laptop. There's a hard drive. If you believe that Hunter Biden flew all the way from California to Delaware, all the way across the country, and just so happened to find the one computer shop where the person who ran it was legally blind and as such wouldn't be able to see his face and therefore wouldn't be able to actually say, oh, yeah, this is the person that came to my store. Do you believe that that happened? I have a bridge in Brooklyn I want to sell you. Or maybe I should say, you need to, if you believe that happened, you need to buy the Liberal Day and Radio Studios thing for 500 a month or whatever and support the show that way. Let's see. Uh, you can call Andrea. Yes. 914-803-4131. Um, what about the drugs? Yeah. Uh, Hunter Biden, I think, is it's very well known that Hunter Biden had a drug problem. Um, and I think Hunter Biden has had issues with pain dealing from the fact that he was in an accident as a kid. Uh, he also had to deal with the death of a brother. So, yeah, I'm not going to necessarily be uh, too critical of somebody for, you know, having it in a country where, where we don't take pain seriously. Uh, we don't allow people to get the help that they need. Um, yeah, I'm not going to I'm not going to have a problem with Hunter, you know, the fact that he, he ended up being addicted for a little bit. Um, if you, I was about to say, I was about to say, I, I'm glad you'd be able to call in because your voice has been. Uh, has been giving you fits recently. So, but yes, clearly, if you watch some of Don Jr.'s video, to me at least, in my opinion, it looks like he's taken a bit of the sniff sniff, nose candy, or what have you. So, I mean, maybe you disagree on that. I don't know. But, I mean, Don Jr. reminds me of um, the guy... Uh, from Die Hard that, you know, wanted uh, Holly and, and wanted to show off to Holly and wanted to, and uh, tried to uh, negotiate with the terrorists and try to pretend that he was John McClane's um, guest or whatever, or John McClane was his guest. Um, yes, Mick Cokespoon Jr. Don Jr. reminds me of that guy. Ellis. Ellis is the name. I was I was very I was about to be very disappointed in myself because I love Die Hard and for me to not remember the name Ellis was uh would would have been bad. Andrew, did you see the number? Um so yeah, you can call in nine one four eight zero three forty one thirty one, Andrea. Let's see his nose is so stuffed up he can hardly talk. Stuffed up with what? <laughs> 
Yeah. Don Jr. was built was was born with a coat with silver coke spoon in his mouth. Supposedly. Allegedly. Yeah, they're all pill heads from Adderall to meth. Uh it's messed up indeed. So Andrea, where are you? <laughs> um and they also don't believe that, you know, that the laws apply to them either. Unless they send Don Jr. to California, they got lots of white powder. Ha, ah, that's a snow joke. Ha ha, funny. There's snow, snow kidding, no, snow kidding you. <laughs> Peruvian marching powder. Nice. Um, honestly, I'm jealous. Never once had cocaine good enough to do every single day. <laughs> honestly, you have taken cocaine, huh? Hmm. I think this should be. Andrea. How are you today? Hey. Hey everybody. Well your voice sounds good at least for the moment, so we'll, we'll I'm for glad to moment. hear you. For the moment. Long, I don't know how long it'll last. Well, <laughs> the main thing is everybody needs to watch for tomorrow. Tomorrow's a big day. Letitia James. There's going to be indictments on Donald Trump. We need to watch this because he is a flight risk. Absolutely. And what I think is going to happen and what I've heard is going to happen is it's going to be what's called a blanket um, indictment. What they do is they don't let anybody know when it's going to be served, when they're going to do it, serve him so he doesn't run. And that's the hope thing right and then let the public know but from what i'm hearing there are going to be indictments tomorrow from letitia james hmm. i See, think I'm wondering... what garland is doing i go think ahead, what garland's ahead. doing i think what garland's doing and i think what jack smith is doing is they're waiting for these states to get all their stuff out of the way and then they're going to lower the boom because pardon the pun fed Trump's state. Right. Well, that's why a lot of times you'll see a lot of times you'll see like in, in these cases where like the cops murder the where the cops murder the people and you know like um what's his face uh that killed George Floyd um Darren whatever um I think it's Darren. Anyway, um the federal government waited to bring their charges until the state concluded with their stuff. So so I don't know if, if if the federal government should wait till the states conclude these trials, but at least let the I, mean, I, I can see getting all the letting all the states get their all, all their ducks in a row before filing your own charges as well. But yeah, yeah, the federal charges are definitely gonna you know be superior, I guess, to the to the state ones. But I, I mean, if I'm on a state charge, I'm just wondering, like, if, like I'm wondering if like if if New York comes and and charges Trump with something and Trump's in you know Florida. It could like Florida say no? You can't come collect him. Like, are they going to prevent? Uh, are they going to prevent? I you know. know how, I would think that they would have to go through the steps, and the problem is it's a different state, so they can extradite Trump from Florida to New York. Right, but I think you would need Florida to agree for the extradition, and I don't know if the federal government That's could right. technically get yeah. involved. Eventually, I think the Supreme Court might get involved if it's a if it's a issue of 
you know, a, a disagreement between the states, but it would have to probably have to again follow all of the steps to get it up there. And I'm wondering right, if exactly. I'm wondering if if uh, that would be an interesting. I don't, I don't want to see. I want to see him get locked up clearly, but it would be. I'm wondering if that's going to happen. If you're going to see uh, red states stand up and say, "No, we're not going to send you. We're not going to allow you to extradite uh, to our state. You know, you you can't operate in our state." Like, and then I wonder if that's that's going to then let him like fly off to some country that doesn't allow for extradition either. So yeah, it'll it'll be interesting what happens. I don't think DeSantis would care. I think at this point, DeSantis would say, go ahead. DeSantis wants this presidency. He wants this. Not for anything else. He doesn't care about anybody else. It's for his own benefit. Well, sure. So there's no, there's no love loss between DeSantis and Trump. Right, but DeSantis has to walk the tightrope of what do I do uh, in order to make myself stand out from Trump without alienating too many of Trump's base? Because if DeSantis were to be like, yeah, sure, we'll send you Trump, I'm sure the Trump base in Florida would immediately rebel and he would never be able to get elected in Florida again. So he has to, he has to walk this tightrope of I want to do everything mm-hmm. that's going to please all of Trump's voters without, you know, but not making it seem like I want to, you know, also get Trump out of the way. He would love Trump out of the way, but oh heck yeah! But but he 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 has to he has he can't do it in a way that's so obvious that his it's going to piss off his supporters. Daily News asks, why do you want that, president? Think, oh, go ahead, Andrea. Go ahead. I think at this point, sorry, I think at this point, um, DeSantis has a lot of a lot of base here. He in Florida, he does. Yeah, I mean, you can talk to Ken, too. I mean, it's ridiculous. The 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 base that DeSantis has is insane here. Why do you think he gets away with, you know, half of the crap and half of these laws that he makes here in Florida? I mean, because the, the they back it here in Florida. Oh, I agree. I'm, I'm just – I, I agree with that. I understand that. I'm just trying to say that – if he were to do something that would piss off, that would that would piss off the because there's a there's an intersection between people who are DeSantis voters and who people who are Trump supporters, and there's a, I think there's a large intersection between those two sets of voters. And if he were to piss off Trump voters, he might very well put himself in a situation where they reject him, and then he he loses he loses the stroke that he had with with the large group because generally speaking. You know, even though there's been some headbutting between DeSantis and Trump over the years, it's enough where they they kind of still support the same policies. But if if he overtly does something that's going to help Trump get locked up to get out of the way, I don't I don't I think I don't know how he recovers from that because I don't I think he'll lose enough of his supporters that are also Trump supporters who are probably if you at the end of the day hadn't forced them to take a loyalty test their loyalty test would, would come up Trump more than DeSantis. Will there be some right. DeSantis over Trump? Uh, let, sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's ridiculous here. I mean, it's, it's the, the, the amount of, like, the, like DeSantis just did a bill or is trying to get a bill passed for um, the, uh, uh, not being able to blog and say his name and, and all of that in the blog. 
Right. And the people here support that fiercely. It is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. And it is it's kind of like what we went through with New York. People knew in New York what Trump was like, and they didn't tell the world, you know? Right. So it's the same thing with Floridians with DeSantis. Is he's making these frivolous, stupid laws. And right, well, the, well, the problem with New York is New York is a, is a blue state. New York's a blue state, so therefore they could have, they should have told us how horrible. But, but I think the problem is, is that even in 2016, Everybody really thought that Donald Trump was just a joke and a sideshow. Nobody believed that he was going to be able to do what he did. I don't even think Trump believed that he was going to. I think Melania was like, how the hell did this happen? Um, but DeSantis, he's, not, he's in the red state. He's in a state that's his home turf. Trump wasn't in his home turf. So nobody, nobody has any reason to stay, stand up in, in Florida, and, or his supporters don't have a reason to stand up in Florida and say, this is what this guy's really like, because they like what he's really like. They want those things. They want... They, they want to see the things that are coming because they don't think the bad things are going to happen to them. They just think the bad things are happening to the so-called bad people like, you know, you and me. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But it, I think tomorrow will set the pace. If, if, this, if this happens tomorrow, which I'm pretty confident it will with Letitia James, this will set the pace on what DeSantis does. Because Probably. you know – thinking by the end of March, the, some of these things with the, the DOJ is going to start happening. It's going to start cooking. We're going to see stuff. Because I said, one of, my pre, one of my most more recent shows, it was like, you know what? I was, I, 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 was, I was one of the people who wanted to give Garland the benefit of the doubt, wanted to make sure I, understood, I thought it was important that Garland dotted every I and crossed every T and didn't make any mistakes to make the case against Trump solid. But there comes a point where you have to do something because sometimes you you're, you're, you can only check your dots and not your dotted I's and cross T's so many times before you know what you got them all. Well, look what happened. How long did it take for them to to from beginning to end with Nixon? Right. Well, at that time, that was the worst crime. At that time, that was the worst crime. Look how long it took with Nixon. And that right, was well, something that was relatively considered nowadays easy. Right. Well, with Nixon, all they had to do was basically say, look, come on, you know, we're going to impeach you. Do you really want to be impeached? And so he said, okay, I'll resign. Or he said, okay, I'll resign. But, uh... but you know, it, I think there's just so much that they're against Trump. Right. You know, yes, it's good that they got the Trump organization. That's a start. But there's just so much the federal government has against him. Right. I would rather get their die, dot their I's, cross their T's, make sure they have a solid case because they have one chance to do this. And remember, this has never happened before in history. Right. And people forget that. People forget We've never had anything. We've never seen anything like this in our lifetime. And you want to do this right the first time, and you want to set a president at the same time so it can never happen again. Right. And people are anxious, and I get it, and and we want that. But do it the right way the first time because you don't get any second chances after this. 
Exactly. And, so let's see. West, 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 West makes a good. West does make a good point. He says if he flees rather than fights, it's all over for him. That's true, and I don't know. I don't know if Donald Trump has it within his ego to be able to admit that he lost. Like I think he he might just sit there and fight and fight and fight and fight and thinking that he's in the right, and then ended up and let his pride be his downfall um, because he'll be too pride to admit that he did anything wrong, but still then get caught up in it and go to jail, go to prison. But I don't know. Maybe he finds some good legal representation that basically says, look, it's over for you, dude. You need to run. And then he goes and he runs. So. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's the biggest fear is he's going to run. And, you know, that's why I think it's, you know, what, what um, Jack Smith and Garland are waiting for are these lower states. Cause these lower states can take that passport. They can take it. Well, they have to get it. Federal government <laughs> can try and take right. The federal government can try and take it, right? Which is okay, but then you've got the backlash of oh, they're against me, all oh, this and this. But if a state does it, he can him haul and be a pain in the butt about it all he wants. At the end of the day, Leticia James is going to have that passport, and he can't go anywhere. Right. Well, if she gets it, you know, that's and, the thing. Like, right. how's she going to get it if he's in Florida? Like, that's that's the thing. I, I'm, that's what I'm wondering how that all plays out. But I hope you're right. I hope it, I hope I hope those indictments do drop tomorrow, and I hope we then get to see how the uh, legal wrangling will then unfold um, to see, you know, whether or not Donald Trump, you know, goes to fight it, decides to stay and fight extradition to the other state uh, if he gets in contempt. All the, all that fun stuff is going to play out, and hopefully. I mean, it'll be great for people who like to pontificate and discuss politics, but at the end of the day, hopefully it all leads to something with a good final result. Um, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, in this, and once those indictments start coming from the feds, um, people need to be aware of the uh, maggots and these other crazy groups out there that we need to expect that they're going to start stuff. I'm sure they will. At the same time. I'm absolutely sure that they will. So interested, everybody's so interested in getting these indictments, but you're not looking back at what happened January 6th. You right. Oh, just, to, out there. Just, just a message to Daily News. I did see the message before Aaron deleted it, rightly so. Uh, it doesn't matter if, there's no evidence that they're lovers. It wouldn't matter if they were or not. So why why are you trying to use that? Don't use uh, homosexuality as an insult. Period. Anyway, so yeah. back to yeah. back to the back to the topic of of Trump and impending indictments. But yeah, hopefully, hope I hope you're right. I hope we see that start to happen because hopefully the chips start to fall and all the other um, sayings, euphemisms, or whatever. Um, play on words, whatever, whatever word I'm missing or not saying that I want to, you know, want to remember, but I can't remember. Um, hopefully that all, that all, uh, that all starts to come down and we get to start seeing some good action here and, and um, hopefully, you know, the country can be protected from a criminal uh, because, exactly. but I mean, technically, I mean, I don't, I don't know what there would be to stop him from running from prison either. Like I don't know, I don't know what would stop him oh. from running, running, 
running from running from prison. He could run from prison probably. He could he might he has there's enough poorly educated people that he loves that he could he might even be able to win from prison. You never know with how stupid people are these days. So exactly, exactly, and that you know, and and people need to start listening to Michael Cohen, um, because he said a few things that made you go. Mm, that may be a possibility. Right. You know, about things that Trump can do and has done that, and he, you know, and some of the stuff that he's talked about, you just go, wow. I, I didn't think that that could even be possible. And then you look, you think back and you go, yeah, okay, it's Trump. Anything's possible at that point. Right. You know, and I get that, that, you know, I talked to Benny, and she gets so aggravated and so mad and so ticked off. And I get it. Let that anger fester to the point of where this goes wrong and we don't get what we want legally. Right. And we don't get what we want and get a president started so we can never, ever have this happen again. Well, we need to change the rules too. We need to. I, th- I think I, it's weird because I, I one of the previous episodes of of my show, I was like the liberal day and radio multiverse is what I called it because of what would happen. It was like what might have happened in the liberal day and radio multiverse had X, Y, or Z happened. But one of the things was that I used to really, I swear, I swear, I I, I was convinced that at some point I learned that if you were a felon, you could not be president, and it's no such thing. You can be a president and have been convicted of a felony. And I had no idea that, and I had no idea, but it's like, I used to believe that it was true that you could not be a president and a felon, but it's not. So I'm thinking that one day I switched universes and I came from one where that was true to move to one that was false. But like, that's one thing that should potentially be there. You can't be a president if you're a felon. You know, you. I thought uh, it was. I'm along the lines you are. I yeah. always thought that was true. Yeah, probably one of the the, the worst wow. known things p- politically. Uh, maybe 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 almost as bad as um, you know, what impeached means, because <laughs> you know Trump was impeached twice. People think impeached means removed, not just not indicted. So. Wow, that that so, that amazes me. I think that's because we grew we grew up being taught that. Yeah, well, I mean, we have we have a bad system of civics in our country. I mean, I, I think I'm my history teacher in from high school that taught me uh, taught civics, uh, Mr. Percy. Uh, oddly enough, um, he was he was a great teacher, but he he did a very good job explaining a lot of things civics wise that. I think a lot of people today are missing a lot of people as they've grown up are missing because we don't do a good enough job teaching some of these important issues. So, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I see it in my grandchildren. I see what they're learning and it's like, wow. Right. You know, like my granddaughter the other day was talking to her about, you know, what's going on in the world. And we were talking about, you know, all this stuff, about the trans and in in the gender and and all of that stuff and she says we're not even allowed to talk about that in school. Right. 
you can get in trouble for talking about about it in school. I'm like, that is insane to me. And how old is is, is your grandchild? She's 15. Oh, wow. Like, you think a 15-year-old could handle that sort of thing. Like, I understand, you know, you wouldn't necessarily want to get involved into deep issues of gender equality in kindergarten. But, like, in, in, in high school, you should be able to handle intelligent conversations about these things. But, of course, you know, don't say gay. But the way that these laws are worded, how do you teach anything? Because any story is going to have any uh, characters that are married. That's a discussion. If, if, if a man and a woman are married, that's a conversation that's discussing their uh, uh, gender or their uh, sexual orientation. So how could they talk about anything? But, they're, of course, they're not going to interpret it that it's way. But part of the status. I mean, you should see the emails I get. Of, this week we're banning this many books. Right. And every week I get an email. Every, I kid you not, every week I get an email saying that the school system has taken these books out of school and they will determine whether or not these were appropriate. Right. And the people that want to ban books are never on the right side of history. So, oh, hi, Benny Loco. I, mean, I see you in the chat. Thank you for joining us. Benny Loco says, you have no idea the rage that has been thrown into my peaceful life because of that orange POS, no idea, but you have listened to me rant, and for that you get kudos, Andrea. So you get kudos. <laughs> yep. I, I, I told you, did she, and I, she's not the only one that I see that in the chat, that, that are just truly just out, it, it just, first of all, it blows their mind. Second of all, it enrages them. And I get it. <laughs> Believe me, I get it. I get frustrated. I get frustrated with these dumbasses that just spout at the mouth. But then, you know, I, like today in the chat, I told everybody in the chat today, in house chat, I said, you guys, everything they're saying, it's going to be used against them. Right. Let them open their mouths. Right. Let them be the asses because it's going to bite them. Give them enough rope to hang themselves. And people say, oh, well, you know, they're in Congress. Yeah, and most of them caused the January 6th insurrection. Right. There's text messages out there. You don't think that the government hasn't looked at that crap? Oh, absolutely. I mean. But yeah, well, well, I forgot what I was going to say. I just had a brain fart. I mean, they're deluded if they, if they think that they, just because they're in Congress, they can't get booted out of Congress. Right. Well, they think that they're going to be protected because, I guess, they know, or I guess, like, that's why Gates and Bobo the Clown and, and others could, you know, were, were fighting McCarthy so long and, and appeasing his degradation kink, which is, is because they knew that if, if they could they could do what they wanted to do, because if they didn't, the Republicans, if McCarthy didn't do what they wanted him to do, that they would piss off enough of the Republican base who support those clowns that, you know, that, that, that makes it makes winning the next time untenable. So it's like you're giving you're giving these little children Uzis and bazookas and all sorts of other various implements of destruction and saying, have fun. Yeah. And what gets me is there's all there's older conservative, genuinely conservative GOP 
And what balls me and blows my mind is they're not standing up for they, what they know is right. Because right. they've been in there the longest. And they keep their mouth shut. Like, because they don't want to piss off enough people. If they piss off enough of the Trumps, Trump's, you know, Trump maybe has like maybe a third of the voters. You know, in his pocket, they're not going anywhere. Unless I don't know what I don't know what Donald Trump could do to make his supporters just run away from him because they'll make excuses for the things that he does if they normally would disagree with them. Um, right. But like, if if you make them enough of them angry by doing something like you know speaking ill of their of their Fuhrer, you know you're, they're not they're going to go away and and then you're not going to win re-election because that's the most important thing to most politicians is getting a next getting that next term. Getting reelected, do it. You know, that's all they care about. So, what do you do? You know, what, you know, you either have to start electing more people to Congress who are, you know, going to be not worried like that and actually do things for the good of the people, which means electing regular old folk who have a modicum of intelligence and not like you know Marjorie Taylor Greene. Um, you know, because otherwise you're not going to get those pe- altruistic people in Congress and you're going to continue to get people who are only going to do things that will enable them to get reelected again. So, yep. And it's, it, you know, like I said, I, I was a Republican, mm-hmm. you know, and back then, I mean, I, I am, I was like a Liz Cheney. I could see stuff going on, but you didn't want to believe it that was going on. Right. You know what I mean? Because you know that's what she's thinking. She's like, I, I've been, I've been, a, you know, I've been a Republican all this time. I see the crazy stuff that they're doing. You know. Right. And but she stays because she, you know, she really believes in the party. Well, she believes in the party itself. Whereas I was like, no, I'm done. I see the crazy. I'm done. You know, oh, and yeah. that's when I switched to Democrat. And I, and and what gets me is is it's sad to see a party go down like they are because they'll never get it back. They'll never be strong again. Right. And we as a country need to start thinking about whether or not we, how we want to change our party system if we do change it because right now it can't sustain a two party system. It just can't not with, well, the, with we, the we would, we would need to move to some sort of parliamentary type of system. If we we're going to, to really give more than two parties, we would need to have some sort of parliamentary system because some of the things like, and get rid of the electoral college, because some of the things in our system, as I was talking about last night on when I was doing, um, Nerdy Dan, when I was doing streaming and I was talking a little bit about the Electoral College, I was just, we were just like, you know, you know, how I was trying to do the math on it and I hadn't quite finished it yet, but how few congressmen would have to support Donald Trump uh, in, in a brokered election or whatever, if you want, not a brokered election. I'm thinking that that's what they use for conventions, but in, in a, in the Electoral College, if nobody gets 270, the top three vote getters, the Congress 
the Congress picks between the top three vote getters or the House of Representatives does, and each state has a vote. So California's vote is just as equal as Wyoming's. So, so what Trump, let's say Trump gets Wyoming. Well, that's one vote there. And then how many, how many other people does he need to get to vote for him? What's the minimum amount of people to vote for him where he could get the majority of the 26 states worth of votes without, you know, letting anybody else, you know, tr- trying to basically surpass everybody. How do you, how do you do it? And then what, what would he need to do? And it would just show how absolutely broken the electoral college is because that's the one thing is like, let's say you have a third party. Let's say you run a third party as, pre- as for president. Um, and let's say that person manages to get some electoral college votes. Like I mean, Roth Perot got what 20, 30% of the vote of, of you know, yep. popular or popular vote, but he didn't get a single electoral college vote. So a lot of people think that his being in the election just gave the election to Clinton. Otherwise, Bush might have won. But that's the thing is that a lot of the times third party candidates end up being spoilers and not serious candidates. Even even though Ross Perot is probably the most famous, probably most successful third party candidate in a very long time, he didn't get a single electoral college vote or he didn't earn one, at least. I think he might have gotten one from a faithless elector or something. But, you know... The, the, either that happens or they actually run smart and they get electoral college votes. And if they do that and nobody gets 270, then the House picks it. And, and the, the way that it's set up for the House to do it, even though the House of Representatives is supposed to be the people's house, it's set up to give the small states more power and more power than even the founders had intended. Um, if you look at the small, the difference between the smallest state and the largest state population-wise in the like 1790s, I think... Virginia might have been like 11 times larger than Rhode Island, where um, California has like 55 times the population of Wyoming. Like it's, it's so much different. Like the founders, I don't think, could have even fathomed that. Then again, I don't think necessarily think we should be looking back at the founders anyway, despite the love that certain people seem to have for them, simply because of the fact that they were highly flawed people, A, and B, I don't think that they could have they, that they could have thought about every single possibility uh, that could happen because I don't think they could have fathomed such things. I don't know if they could have fathomed the idea of a car. Exactly. I don't think they could have fathomed the idea of the internet. I don't think you know. I think they might have said, "Well, hey, if you're in a situation where you can cross your district in an hour, and not like not like a day by horseback, but like an hour by car, then maybe things would be different." You know, maybe maybe they would have done things a little bit differently if if, if in, in our situation, like if they were starting a country now, they might be like, you know what, maybe we don't need congressional districts. Maybe we could just do slice of candidates or something. You never, you can't know because there's no time machines. Can't go back there and snag one of them and say, hey, what 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 do you think about these things? And 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 what are, what are your interpretations? How are we how are we interpreting your words wrongly? Which would be great to do, but you know, hey. Yeah, exactly. And, and and the other thing is, too, look how long the Constitution has lasted. Right. It's not perfect, but it's lasted. Right. The you problem know, is, is that is at some point – all that bad. Right. But at some point, you're going to either have to – there's going to have to be some changes, and either those changes are going to come from – us having a constitutional convention and risking the problem is if you have a constitutional convention, you might be able to add things in, but you might be able to, but you risk adding other things in or getting the amendments passed to be able to change some of the issues. And that sometimes takes forever. And I don't think that, you know, 
you know, the equal rights amendment, how long has that been on the table and no one's voted to pass it yet? Like it hasn't passed yet. And it should, it should, it's one of those things that you shouldn't need, but apparently we do because otherwise, you know, we can't be trusted to, to treat people nicely, kindly and fairly and what have you. So. Well, we can't, we can't even trust them not to redistrict. Right. So, oh yeah. Cause, cause DeSantis was, you know, he was in, he, he, there was a consensus legislature from, as I, as I understand it, legislature was like, Hey, this, this will be the new congressional maps. And DeSantis was like, Nope, I don't want these maps. I, these maps don't help me. And then he, he wrote the new maps that would just completely be ridiculous for the Republicans. And that's what he got because he basically controls the legislature because of the super of the majority that he has in both of the Louisiana houses. I mean, you know that, but other people outside of Florida exactly. might not know that. So, right. but, but exactly. And then that's how he gets away with half the crap he does. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's unique to Florida. I mean, I'm sure the Abbott in Texas has got some things and, and all of that, but I think people don't realize that Florida is a whole other beast. Oh, yeah. When it comes to this, and um, because we don't have that protection or that rights included in our constitution, it's up to the governor. Right. It's not up to it's not up to the individual um, counties or cities or you know it, the governor in Florida. He can make and break a law. And right. nobody bats an eye. Well, if you, if you have, if the legislature is is in such a control, you know, or under control by the Senate, I mean, they could just, you know, oh, I broke a law. Well, we're not, we're going to make it legal now. So, you know, when that happens, the government's broken. So. And and that's why you know. I think I truly believe, you know, people in Florida knew who Charlie Crist was. He was a governor right. for two terms. They knew what he was about. Right. Whether you were a GOP or Dem, you knew where he stood. You know, maybe he didn't agree with some things years ago, and now he agrees with them. Everybody can change, have a change of heart. But when it right. came to the issues, uh, Crist was always consistent. And he did a lot of good for Florida. It blows my mind, blows my mind that the people of Florida don't remember him and did not do their due diligence with this, with him. Because he would have had it. Well, that's just because Democrats bad, Republicans good to, to the to the poorly the poorly educated that Donald Trump loves so much it yep. is what it is yeah thank, thank you donald <laughs> anyway anything else you want to add because yeah. i'm probably going to end i'm probably going to i'm, I'm probably going to end nope. the show soon no nope. well so, thank you again thank you for me call in and I have oh it's my pleasure I, i'm glad that you have a voice I, I haven't heard your voice in forever so i'm glad i'm glad that I we all could be able to hear it yep now hopefully it'll last <laughs> yes all right. Well, you have a good rest of your night. Appreciate you, as always. All right. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye, guys. All right. Let's see. It's weird that I had something, like, in my – like, I have 
I have the chat open on my phone and on the screen. And on my phone, I'm have it open under the under Nerdy Dan, and on on the screen, I have it under Liberal Dan, obviously. And I got a message, or I got a there's something that Jeff Curry had put about getting a bribe on 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 City Council, but I saw it on here. I didn't see it on here. Like it's very weird. Um, when I was running for City Council, I actually had uh, the mayor tried to tempt me like if you drop out of the race and and so i could say that you know i i got you to drop out of the race i'll give you a job in government and i was like no i'm not dropping out i I don't want to work for you i don't like you i didn't say that to his face but i was like no i'm not gonna work for you i should have recorded it because nobody believed that it was offered to me um and then of course the the other person who was trying to fight the, the the police chief at the time was also like trying to get me to drop out too but he didn't offer me any sort of position in government or whatever so do 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 i don't know where daily news went uh let's see that was something i did want to respond to as well i thought but i don't remember um all right so just the house cleaning stuff uh before we end the show um there is no live stream tomorrow on Twitch. I have a friend coming into town um, and they're only going to be in town for one day. So I am taking a break tomorrow uh, from doing live streaming. However, it is possible that I might go on before work Friday morning. It is possible that I might go on sometime Friday evening um, to do a live stream for that simply because of the fact that there's a new season coming out of Fortnite. And so I got to, got to play the start of the season, right? Got to, got to start the season off, you know, with a bang, so to speak, got to check the new things before anybody else does them and, and, and shows everybody else and, and shows how the game works or whatever, how the new things look in the game. Easy for me to say. So yeah, no Twitch tomorrow, maybe one or two Twitch streams on Friday, maybe some more over the weekend as well to make up for it. Um, otherwise I will be back. I'll definitely do it Tuesday. And then of course, next Wednesday is a show as well. Um, again, the best way to get me to do more content, like try and get more stuff on there, like videos, uh, maybe cutting up these videos into shorter things, maybe, um, doing, um, you know, individual other videos as well. Get, get me, get subscribed. Let's get us up to a thousand. That's my goal this year. Trying to get us to a thousand. Anyway. Until next week, this is Dan Zimmerman with Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.